I find myself, and as we get into the word today, um, I find myself consumed. I find myself going after updates. I find myself going to Zoom. I find myself going to the internet, and I'm going to uh, the next thing and the next thing and Twitter and Instagram and then back to the internet. I, I just feel like I'm consumed. If I don't watch it, I feel like my world is, is right here or like right here. Like this is my world. And, and my world, and I just feel like God's saying like, your world cannot be right here. You gotta lift up your eyes to where your help comes from. Like the psalmist said, he said, you know, in Psalm 121, he's like, I lift up my eyes to the hills where my help comes from. It's, it's looking up bigger than you. And I gotta just realize that I need to spend more time looking at God. I need to elevate my thinking. I, I'm, I want you to understand, I'm still planning, I'm still being practical, I'm still preparing. I didn't anticipate the extension, but I'm doing everything I can practical, but I'm also saying, God, elevate me to something spiritual. I feel like we've got to realize that there's more going on here than meets the eye. I really believe this is more than a virus going on right now. I really believe that there's things going on in the political realm and in the um, in, in just the countries that are going on and the consequences of this. I believe there's things that it is going on in a supernatural realm. There's fear, there's spiritual battles that are going on, and I want us to get out of here and out of here, and if I can, I want us to get here. I want us to get here, raising our hands, saying, God, I'm gonna lift my eyes, I'm gonna lift my thinking, and it's hard to do because we live, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we recreate in a physical world, but there's a spiritual realm that is there that is very, very real, and God wants us to look into that. He wants us to understand that. I mean, we believe in a spiritual realm. If you believe that there's a God, and you believe that he sent his son Jesus, and you believe that he forgives you of your sins, and you believe that he rose from the dead, and you believe that he has a place prepared for us called heaven, that's a spiritual realm. And sometimes we say like, well, let's just put that over there, and let's try to live over here. No. That's more real than we realize. And I believe God wants us to elevate our thinking and to, to, to understand this spiritual realm that is there. And I, I want you to know I'm gonna use a ton of stories. I was told by my mom, she was watching the sermon and she said, you talk too fast. I said, I'm trying to get so much in in such a short amount of time and I will try my best. But the spiritual realm is very real. There's a story in Daniel chapter 10 where Daniel's praying, he needs an answer and the angel Gabriel breaks in. And he says to him, he, he said, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them, but the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days, okay? Then Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. Like he's saying, there's a spiritual battle going on. There was something going on, it was very real. We see this, that Paul, the apostle Paul, he's an early church leader, and he says this, he says, I wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. Like there was a spiritual battle going on, and I want you to understand, we have physical realm that's going on that's very real, but there's also spiritual realm that's going on. And incidentally, it was a corrupt government that kept Paul from bringing the gospel in. And I wanna pray that right now that the governments are not gonna shut out our missionaries and they're not gonna stop what God wants to do right now. So with this few moments that I have, I wanna awaken you. I wanna just empower you and just realize that you're, have you realize that you're empowered. And I wanna just refocus us. And, and I want you to understand there's a spiritual battle going on that we're all facing as you're home alone, as you're isolated, as you're trying to figure out how you're gonna take care of your family, as you're trying to figure out what's going on around the world, what's happening in this country, what did that tweet mean? 
There's spiritual things going on, and I want you to understand, Paul said this in Ephesians chapter six. He said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. He's saying it's a spiritual battle. Do not discount what you're going through and thinking it's all practical, it's all stock market, it's all kids at home. It's real, there are spiritual battles going on. In Zechariah uh, 4, 6, it says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Nobody names their kid that, Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And I just felt like I gotta apologize if there's a Zerubbabel out there. But don't miss it. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He's saying there's something going on that's a higher way to battle. Second Corinthians chapter 10, four, and I apologize. I'm putting a ton of scriptures in here, but you can watch the sermon again. Watch it again, watch it again. Take notes right now. He says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And so first of all, I wanna tell you, I want you to be awakened. There are real battles, there are real consequences, there are real attacks, and it's happening in the spiritual realm in your life. In addition to all that's going on, you gotta recognize this spiritual realm, like you might be battling depression, you might be fighting fear, you might be wondering why, you might be overworked and stressed, you might be underworked and, and, and just unmotivated. It depends on where you're at. There are things that are going on. There are things that are going on in our country. There are things that are going on in the world, and I want us to be awakened to this. What we're battling here is, is it's all connected. I really believe that. I'll date myself, but years ago, I read this book, This Present Darkness. In that book, it was just a, a, a neat novel. And in the, the book, they're just realizing like, this is connected to this, connected to this. It didn't seem connected, but it was all connected. And ever since then, I've just had a greater understanding that there's a bigger picture than what I see. I've been frustrated. I've been frustrated by days like with leadership decisions, and I have to say, what don't I see? Where, God, what is going on in the spiritual realm? We've had some prophecies that have been given about God uh, uh, doing something in May, and I just was believing God do something in May. We're praying with churches with Unite714.com, and we're praying together, believing that God wants to do a breakthrough. There's, there's something going on. But the spiritual realm is, is unseen. It says we wrestle against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It's unseen. The spiritual realm is real. The spiritual realm affects the, the seen world that we're in. Remember Daniel, remember Paul, it does. The spiritual world is, it's good versus evil that is going on. It's intense. I mean, Paul's saying like, we wrestle not. And the, the word, it's like, it's, there's an intensity. It's not like, it's like there's an intensity going on with this battle. And we need to wake up. I really believe this. Missions was making such advances that the world could use this, and people are saying, keep the missionaries out, keep these people out of our country. People are blaming you know, the missionary of bringing the, the virus. There are spiritual battles and things that are going on, and we've gotta redouble our efforts to be awakened to this and be aware that things are bigger than what we see in this world. Now, this sermon would be sad if I stopped right here. I'm not stopping. I wanna tell you that you are empowered. God has empowered you with tools for your marriage, for your parenting, for your fears, for your current concerns, for your struggles, for us sending out our 500 missionaries. There are tools and weapons that we have because Paul said the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. 
He said, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And as I was preparing this, I thought of like the, the movie Men in Black, where they're like, hey, we're gonna go fight these alien forces, and there's this wall of, of weapons over there, and, and if you're not with me, I'm sorry, but I, I, that's the way my mind worked. Like, I got weapons that are on the wall, and God wants you and I to use them to defeat the things that are trying to drag down my spirit, drag down my family, drag down my company, drag down my country, drag down the gospel, and I've got weapons, and so do you. And I'm gonna go through these as quick as I can. Sorry, mom, but I'm, I'm gonna go through these and fly. The word of God is right there for us. The word of God, when Jesus was tempted, what did he do? He said, it is written, it is written. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When we used to go to church as a kid, my dad would say, do you have your sword with you? He meant, do you have your Bible? There's something about it. We need to quote it, read it, memorize it, meditate on it. That is a weapon for you to fight the battles that you're facing, that we are facing in this world. There's other weapons that we've been given. We have the weapon of prayer. In Acts chapter 12, there's a story of Peter being in the prison and they pray and, and the prison doors are open. They, he gets out. That is a weapon of prayer that is there for us to pray. And I wanna remind you to pray at 1900, COVID 1900, 7 p.m. to pray and exercise that weapon that we've been given. There's another thing that's like an added weapon of intensity to prayer, and it's fasting. Jesus said in Mark 9, like, this kind of evil doesn't come out but by prayer and fasting. I think we need to fast. Don't just look for the church to call a fast. If you feel like you're coming under things and it's getting on top of you, take a day to pray and fast. Take a couple hours, skip the meal, let's do this. Let's not uh, gain the COVID-15 or whatever they're calling it. Let's take time to pray and fast. We have other weapons. We have the name of Jesus. In Acts, we see Peter and, and John, they go to pray and they're going to the temple. And while they're there, this guy says, uh, do you have any money? And they say, we don't have any silver. We don't have any gold, but what we have we'll give to you in the name of Jesus, walk. The power of the name of Jesus, that's available for us there. And the, the, really, the power that we've got I don't have time to go into this, but it's exusia power. It means we have the power of attorney. We are acting on behalf of Jesus. We have the power of his name to overcome these things. It's not our power, it's his name that overcomes it. We have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's why we talk about Holy Spirit retreat. We have 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the different gifts and those gifts are there for us as a weapon to overcome the things that the enemy throws to us. We have the weapon of praise, the weapon of praise that is there. If you are down and you're defeated and you're done for, I'm telling you, you might need to take a praise break. Our atmosphere changes in our home when we praise. And that is a weapon that you've been given to fight the spiritual battles that you are going through. I mean. We, we've got to ask God to open up our eyes and to have that ability to praise him and to see that he's with us. Greater is he that's in us. We need to lift ourselves. I mean, praise especially works on gloomy days. It just, it just has a, a power to lift, but let's praise God and let's not lose that weapon that's been given for us to advance. Whether you're at home, at the end of this, don't, don't just jump out, man. Stay in and praise and activate that weapon. I mean, the other thing we've got is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is a weapon that we've been given. 
Revelation 12 talks about they overcame by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the lamb. What does that mean? The blood of Jesus Christ that was paid for us, there's power in the blood of Jesus. There, I mean, I'm just going old school, but my parents used to like, we plead the blood of Jesus over our kid. What do they mean? They meant protection, power. There's a weapon there and they'd plead it over them. Martin Luther said this, that the devil would accuse him and say that you're a loser. And that's one of the things the devil does. He accuses you. The Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. And Martin Luther said he would accuse them. And one night he said he just felt like the devil said, these are the things you've done wrong and this and this and this and this and this. And he just felt this whole list. And finally, at the end of the list, Martin Luther just said this. He said, now right across that long list in red ink, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses me from all sin. I mean, what a weapon that you and I have been given. The fact that we know that the blood of Jesus has covered our sins. And if you don't know that, at the end of this service, you'll have an opportunity, as when I'm done preaching, to say yes to Jesus. And I say, I activate that weapon for my life. I activate what Jesus has done. So we have been awakened. We, we understand this. We realize we've been empowered with weapons. And the last thing I want you to understand is we need to be awakened. We need to be awakened. We need to have the eyesight that says, God, I, I get this. I understand this. I've been awakened and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start praying more. Instead of battling depression and going on the internet and eating another thing of ice cream and, and wondering why it's gonna be bad and having our words come out of our mouth that are negative and so downcast, say, I'm gonna be awakened and I'm gonna realize if I have faith eyesight, I'm gonna see things differently. If I have faith eyesight, I have hope in my life. If I have faith eyesight, if I'm thinking supernatural, if I'm thinking in the spiritual realm, I realize that there are forces that are fighting against me. There are forces that are fighting against the missions push that we wanna do. This doesn't cancel our desire to send out 500 missionaries. This may be a pause, but I'm praying that the pause will be a redirect and something will happen. This is the time for us to use the weapons that God has given to us for our personal victory, for our family victory, for our church victory, for our country's victory, for a global victory, for the mission's victory, for the go into all the world victory. I don't want us to neglect our spiritual weapons because of distraction. I feel like, oh, you know, I'm getting distracted and it's all about online, this, that, watch, and do not neglect your spiritual weapons because of distraction. Grab a hold of them and use the weapons that God has given you to fight through this time. Do not drop your weapons from depression. Pick them back up and say, I will rise above this in Jesus' name with the weapons that he's given me to fight these battles. Dust them off, take them off the wall and start utilizing them. Pray, fast, read the word, plead the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, praise, you get the point. It is a time for the church to be strong. It is a time for all of us to fight and go beyond what is seen right here and say, God, we wanna lift our hands up here. We're gonna, we're gonna get out of this and get into this. We're not gonna be consumed with the headlines every day. We're gonna look at what you have to say and what you want us to do as we're getting through this. So use the weapons that you've been given. Fight these battles, fight the thought life, fight the real life, fight the supernatural, and realize we're getting through this. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He has empowered you. You have these weapons. We're gonna fight through this and we are, we're coming out the other side stronger. 
like I just, I had this picture in my mind, like boot camp, like you're going through and it's not what you thought and it's worse than you, but like we're going through this and on the other side, we're gonna be stronger. Now I talked about the blood of Jesus and uh, if that was new for you and you're watching, if I could just take a moment, some of you are wondering, what did I mean? The, the Bible tells us that there's no forgiveness unless there's, you know, a blood covering. I know it sounds like, like what? They'd made sacrifices in the Old Testament and then Jesus said, I'll be the ultimate sacrifice. No longer will we have to do that. I'll be the ultimate sacrifice. I will shed my blood for you. I will cover your sins. The, the blood covered the sins and the blood of Jesus covers our sins. It forgives us of everything we've done wrong. We think we gotta work our way in again, using natural things and we forget it's supernatural. And we say, I'll, I'll work my way in. I'll, I'll try to outdo this person. No. The blood of Jesus covers us from our sins, covers our sins and forgives us of our sins. And if you've never done that and you wanna ask Jesus to forgive you, you understand that he came to this earth, he died on the cross, that blood was shed for you, he rose from the dead so that you know his promises are true. And if you say, Jesus, I believe that, I want that weapon, I want that applied to my life, I wanna be forgiven, Jesus says he'll forgive you. And if you're watching right now and you're saying, I, I've never done that, I've never asked for forgiveness, I've never had Jesus like realize that that's what happened to me, that his, he paid the price for me. If that's you and you're saying, Pastor Rob, I wanna say yes to Jesus, I, I want him to cover my sins, I wanna be right with God, I wanna know that if I was to die, I would go to heaven and be with him. If that's you, I want you to repeat this prayer. And if you can, you can click on the icon or let us know digitally that you said yes to Jesus. You just pray this, dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and the things I I've done wrong. They separated me from you, but your blood covers those sins. You died on the cross for me. You rose again from the dead and I received that. Your words are true. I can't do it on my own. I give my life to you. And right now, today, I'm pledging to live for you for the rest of my life. You will be my Lord and Savior. I know if you did that, if you prayed that, it was real. He's forgiven you. You've been covered and it's taken care of. And it's so real. I, I, I just want to tell you right now, if you made that decision, would you text now what to 94,000? Now what to 94,000? And we just wanna congratulate you on that decision. It's very real. There's a spiritual battle for your life and you just said yes to Jesus and the blood of Jesus covers your sins and makes you right with God. Now there's other weapons that are available for all of us. And as we, we start to praise the name of Jesus in this service, as we start to do that, I want us to realize we're praising the name of Jesus. He's the one that paid the price. He paid the sacrifice. We just lift up his name. We say, Jesus, get us through this. Thank you for all you've done. You're my Lord and Savior. Let's worship him. <laughs> 